Welcome to the GMS Podcast with Jorge M. Sanchez, recording from San Jose, California, in the heart of the Silicon Valley. Uh, I don't actually like saying that, the heart of the Silicon Valley. In some ways, I don't think it, the Silicon Valley identifies me. But I think that's a whole different discussion. I'm just happy that you guys are all here listening to the GMS Podcast. Uh, don't forget, you can subscribe to the GMS Podcast if you have not already on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, and pretty much in any other app um, that you use to catch your uh, podcast. You can also follow the JMS Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, lots of extra content there. But you're like, where can I find all the content available? That is all available at the JMS Podcast website at, you guessed it, jmspodcast.com. Come on, I can wait for you to write that down. I hear you scribbling. Some of you guys are typing. That's okay. There you go. See? There you go. I know. I need to update that picture. I should really find a way to update the entire website. Um, all right. Today's special guest is a returning guest once again. It is the Victor Cruz Perez comedian. Good friend. Good buddy. Uh, okay. Full transparency. I did have a musical guest, but it got canceled. And sure enough, at the last minute, oh, I had to call up a good friend. And a lot of my friends happen to be comedians. And a lot of comedians don't have much to do. So, like, you know, why not? Victor Cruz Perez, he was here twice before. So he makes his third appearance here on the JMS Podcast. And we had very interesting chat about several subjects. Oh, man, I am still recovering from the Yard Show. Uh, I apologize once again. <laughs> Things got scrambled around. I, everything, I was just not ready for the amount of things that had to be done right afterwards because you just build up so much momentum, you build up so much planning to this one event that you're like, oh my god, I gotta put together the, the podcast episode or I gotta put together this thing and that thing and I I just got a bit overwhelmed and on top of that, I got a lot of, of other life things happening currently I think for the most part, there seems to be a way to get them all settled so so I think we'll be okay we are coming up to the end of the season. We're about five episodes out, and we got some new changes coming real soon. So I want to thank you, everybody, once again for supporting the podcast. I want to thank you if you recommended this podcast to someone else and they're checking it out. And uh, I won't take too much of your time. Let's just head on over to my conversation with Victor Cruz Perez. <laughs> Yeah, man, I'm still recovering. Um, I should not have stayed out. I should not have performed the caravan. That's probably the worst choice I, I did. Because for Scotty, was a great show. We had a good time. Some great performers came out. So, you know, it would have been great to end on a high. Yeah. But for some reason, I decided to go to the caravan. Well, that's good, though. You and, know. And, uh, and well, I guess the drinking part is not good. But Got myself a drink. I do that every day. And then I, mean, I, every day, and yeah. I fucked up my diet. <laughs> I went to the Vicks around the corner. Oh, no. So I felt bloated. And then, like, then I went, at, went by the time I went up, it was like midnight. And, like, nobody wanted to hear me. So it's like, I was talking to you earlier in the kitchen. I was like, there's bombing where you're performing and the people are just not getting your jokes. Yeah. But then there's a whole new level of bombing where the people don't even want to hear the sound of your voice. Were they like distracted? Was there like a game going on or nothing? No, there's no no excuse. At a lot of people. Well, was it packed or was it? it? Wasn't packed, but there was a you know potential crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. I yeah, I've had that happen, dude. You, there's this place, uh, Saint Stephen's Green, I think it's called in Mountain View. 
Never you ever heard, heard of it? it? It's no. like an Irish pub on Castro Street. Oh, it's downtown Mountain View? Yeah. Stone, okay. That place used to have an open mic. And that thing was really hard to win over. It would be like, people would just be straight up talking like in your face. It was it was like the worst of the worst bar open mics. In the, well, actually, no. That's in Mountain a, View? Yeah, it was just so busy and crowded and like... It, nobody could hear what we were saying uh-huh. but then sometimes it would be really good and if you could win them over it felt extra like oh you know even if it was just for a few jokes uh, yeah. you're like I got their attention that's something yeah. well, and that's when I was first starting out too well that's the beauty of the caravan like I had Rachel Warner here and I was telling her that the caravan it's like it's a hard room but once you get like a good wave going like a good you know good set going it's like the best feeling in the world yeah, definitely. And it's definitely. like it's, it's just one of those rooms where you sometimes you bomb most of the time you just gotta bear with it, you know? Yeah. I had some really good experiences at the caravan. Uh I had the worst hecklers ever, like these two chola chicks. Yeah, actually la- were... yeah, last night a guy even went up to me on stage. Really? <laughs> he got offended by my pres- president uh bit. He's like, Let me tell you something he gets up on stage. Oh, like, was I there for that? No, you something big with me. You were gone. You know? oh, okay. You're, well, apparently, I wasn't the only one that had to deal with a with a guy coming up to them on stage uh, and stuff like that. I hate that. Although it could be fun sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I I got a couple things to talk about today. Uh, since since you this is like the third time you've been on this podcast. Yeah. Right? Uh, it's enough about you and your background, Victor. <laughs> yeah, third time's a charm. Yeah, but I got a couple subjects. Um, first of all, I figured you know you you have something to say about the uh, latest unfortunate death of. Um, Mr. What's his name? Oh God, I want to fuck up his name. Who died? Stephen Hawking. Oh, Stephen Hawking. Stephen right. Hawking. A couple of days ago. Yeah, I'm just I. You know, I don't know much about his life. To be honest with you, I didn't watch the movie. Uh, I was, but I I liked how he was always warning us about AI. You know, he's just like, just so you guys know, I'm I'm on my way out. But uh, I mean, I, I figured he was a, a living AI. You know, that machine and shit. <laughs> he was the start of it. Like he had to sacrifice himself, and now his brain's uploaded. Into... Did you hear about that too? They have that technology now. No, the what? Well, they're they'll like upload your brain into a computer, but you have to die in order for it to work. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm aware of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Oh, this is this is straight. Oh, were they planning to do that to him? I don't think he was for that, was he? I don't know, but uh, no, I don't think they did that to him. But it's interesting that they happened at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Well, Stephen Hawking, he is more famous known as being the physicist to really uh, kind of bring up and make it more interesting the discussion around black holes. He's the one who discovered that black holes are not just you know mass where where things are are being sucked into, mm-hmm. and and but he's also saying that black holes are actually expanding. And this is like back in the 70s. Huh. And so that's why he got kind of famous within the science field. Are they expanding because the mass is entering it and adding to it? Yeah, apparently. Yeah. So so, oh. so that, that seems like common sense to me. <laughs> you know, like it's sucking in more stuff and it's getting bigger, right? Well, when it comes to, you know, the frontiers know of science and, and like space, like everything's like unknown. So sometimes it just takes yeah, like, I'm lo- looking at things more like, you know, common sense than... Yeah, I love I love watching like documentaries and stuff like that about the stuff, but then I forget like immediately afterwards everything I learned. <laughs> I got to like retain things more often. But uh, yeah, th- so did, was he a contributor on that movie Interstellar? Was did he help like? Yeah, I'm sure. Like, give I'm, them. I'm they, pretty sure. Yeah, because I heard that they went like that, that hard all... on being extremely as like uh, scientific as they could be. Yeah, it's yeah. scientifically accurate. Yeah, I like that movie. A lot of people didn't. I don't. Uh, 
I thought it was, you didn't like it. I, I liked it when I watched it. I was like, well, that was cool. That was very interesting, right? But something about it. Something did, about, did you watch it in theaters? Maybe that made a difference. Yeah, I did. Okay, of course, uh, man. I was there opening night, probably. Uh, but so I don't know something about that movie and The Dark Knight Rises. I just well, thought well, Nolan hit like a little weak spot there, yeah. and then but now I think he's back because I love Dunkirk. That movie yeah. was dope. I loved it. Well, Dark Knight Rises definitely was the weakest of Nolan films. But Interstellar, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I think, visually, it's. I, I think I think right? like the very like last five minutes are like meh, but like everything else and I, I, dude, I, really, I cried I really, I when like, McConaughey was watching those videos of his kids growing oh, up yeah. without him. I was really invested you into know the what characters. I think it was? You know what I think it was? See, I screwed. Up. I read like the original script. That I think like it was Steven Spielberg had been originally working on it or something, uh-huh. and so I read like an early version of it. So I already knew everything that was going to happen, and so it's kind of like when you read the Wikipedia page before you even saw the movie. It's kind of like you're still enjoying the movie, but you already know what's going to happen. Yeah. So you're kind of so that that I think that kind of warped my view of it at the time, and then uh, I don't know. I felt like the score was really loud. I just remember that. I just remember it being very loud. I like Hans Zimmer. But mm-hmm. I remember the score being very overbearing. Kind of reminded me like it was it was trying to be like 2001 Space Odyssey, mm-hmm. you know, which I think it was just way better. But Interstellar was fun. I I didn't dislike it. It's a solid like maybe like a seven out of ten, six point mm-hmm. five out of ten. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if Stephen Hawking's works were you know utilized you know as as I don't know as as an point of reference and some of the concepts they're dealing with science space wise. Yeah, but, prob- yeah. I, I just was wondering if he had like uh, actually helped into capacity with the mm. with the research behind it. Well, the crazy thing about Stephen Hawking's the movie, uh, I mean. uh, which I find a little funny, is that although he was already inca- incapacitated, he somehow still managed to cheat on his wife. Did you know about that? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. 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 Stephen Hawking. Fucks, dude. It's like <laughs> if a guy like that not only has a wife but could cheat on her, like he's the a, smartest man in the world. Like, what? what it's it's he, like he figured out a what way. What do I gotta do around here? You know? Yeah, I gotta be the smartest man in the world. Is that what it takes? I mean, I don't know, dude. He's super famous. I don't know what that's like. He's probably got temptations everywhere. Mm, mm. People are human. But uh, but definitely he was definitely against AI. You brought that up. Um, I like that Batman in the background you got over there. I like blue and gray Batman. With a little, oh, little the dash classic, of yellow. The yeah. classic 90s? Yeah, I liked it. The, I mean, the, the TV series in the 90s? No, that, that was gray and black. Yeah, that was gray and black. He did have yellow, though. The, huh. the, the Bruce Tim. Oh. oh. All right. Well, I guess that's enough about Stephen Hawking's. <laughs> uh, have you heard about Bruno Mars lately? No, what happened? Man. What What happened? People of color, we ha- we have it hard enough, don't we, when it comes to dealing with racism and prejudices out there. But it's a whole different thing when when it's coming not from white people, but when it's coming from people of other from just colored people hating on other people of color. You know what I'm saying? How did what happen? So pretty much, Bruno Mars, after winning Grammys, he's got he's been accused by a certain section of the black community of culturally appropriating black culture for his success in music. Oh. What's your take? I just just let people be themselves, and if that happens to include a lot of black culture influence stuff, I mean that's fine. That's what makes America great. Is like we're 
Right, right. It's not so much being but, a melting pot as it is like being like a like a trail mix. You know, it's like a little bit of everything, but each individual its own, but it kind of all mixed together. I don't know. I just, I enjoy when people adopt other people's cultures. I yeah, don't get offended. But, but this is an interesting case because usually the to call out somebody is culturally appropriating it's directed towards someone of Caucasian background. You know, someone, a white person. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the first time that I know that they're accusing someone of color of culture appropriating another culture of color. And <laughs> the left always eats itself. <laughs> and when I was at the caravan, I brought this up to Atu. Atu is a comedian here who's black. And I, and I brought this up to him. And even he was like, no, he's not culture appropriating. Atu was all for that. What is, what is, he, what is his ethnicity? I don't even know what he is. I know he's part Filipino. He's right? like Filipino, Jewish, Latino. He's like, he, he's a, he, he himself he's is cosmopolitan. a cosmopolitan. He's everything. He, yeah. He's like, his genes is culturally appropriated he, with everything. He, he's you know? basically what we're all going to look like in a few hundred years, right? We're all going to like fuck. be some variations of different things. And if, if we're that talented, fuck it. Fucking A. <laughs> it's, it's for the better, if you ask me. I don't me. know. I really like Bruno Mars. I don't know. I'm not like a huge fan. I like all like his hits. But then they play him out. You know what I'm saying? Like, you mm-hmm. first you hear, you're like, oh, this is my new jam. And then the next thing you know, they've been playing it like every hour on the radio and you're just tired of it and you're hearing it in commercials, you're hearing it in baseball game, mm. you know, stuff. I don't know. It's just so. Then, like, you come back a few hundred years later, and you're like, "Oh, like I like this song." Yeah, okay. Well, there's not one bad song I heard from Bruno Mars. I've enjoyed it from his early stuff, and and his current stuff. It's like fucking amazing. I don't know where it comes from. He's a great. He was like the guy behind a lot of pop stars. Like he would yeah. be writing for them, and like then he BYOB just, or some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Is that, is that the guy's name? <laughs> B-Y-O-B. Uh, no, B-O-B. B-O-B. Bob. <laughs> man, B-Y-O-B. I, I, like, I like that guy. He, uh, oh, yeah, he did that song, uh, Nothing on you, nothing, 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 right. nothing on you, babe. I was like, is he saying nothing on you? Like, he's nothing on them? And then there's the other song, is I Want to Be a Billionaire? Oh, or yeah. Billionaire. Yeah. Yeah, but he... That, that was with Travis McCoy. Right, dude, what, I love that guy. To that guy, dude, I was a huge fan of Gym Class Heroes. Their first album when yeah, I was yeah, in high me school. Me too. I was, Paper I was in Cro- high school. Paper Cro- Chronicles. Yes, yeah. classic album. Yeah. Right, good album. And then, and then after that, it was just like they're a completely different band. It mm. seems like to me. Their second album was fun. It was cute. You know, it was cute. It was fun. It was a, it was, a lot more chipper. And but then, because the first one was dark, and it was. I mean, that's not technically their first album. They had one before that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was like the one that made them popular. I think. Yeah. Well, he also was dating Katy Perry at the time before yeah, she, she was she became that. big. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. he got he got damn. That's he's got some street cred with that one. <laughs> it makes me happy because when you listen to the Paper Chronicles, uh-huh. he's like this depressed guy and he's going through some shit, you know. And he's just, uh, and to know that that guy will eventually date Katy Perry just makes me feel good. <laughs> well, they're broken up now. I mean, yeah, but it's still it like couldn't last so long, right? Yeah, but it's still cool to say, hey, I did it, Katy Perry. I'm over it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But Same thing with, uh, what's his name? Um, what's the name of that British comedian? Hmm? Russell Brand, yeah. I, I don't like him. You don't like him? I'm not I a like fan. Him. I like him. I found him very annoying. I, I liked him every... Because my first exposure to him was in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Mm. And I loved him in that movie. And so and then I like Get Him to the Greek. But I don't. I, I never really watched his stand-up. And I, I see, watch his YouTube channel every once in a while. He gets all spiritual and shit. Mm. I like it. I dig it. But swinging this back to Bruno Mars, so the reason I find this interesting because I had a conversation recently. I was at a my uh, 
a friend graduated, got a master's degree, so we celebrated, we got dinner at this very fancy place. Um, and for some reason, they brought up the the, um, the subject of cultural appropriation and how, you know, some make some people on edge because some people are like, well, then, like, in, in a diverse, you know, society. I like how you're dancing when you say that. Like. Well, I'm, I'm, trying be, I'm trying to express to you. Uh, in a diverse society, wouldn't it make sense for people to adopt other people's cultures and share different, you know, styles and values and stuff like that? And then, because, I, I mean, I, I understand. And the point I was trying to make is that everything should be taken into context and case by case. You can't generalize everybody as, as cultural appropriator. You know, because there are some people who would exploit other people's cultures to make money. Uh, I mean, it, it's no no secret that artists like, uh, what's that chick, the, the white chick with the twerking, hand, not Hannah Montana, um... Miley Cyrus, I think Miley Cyrus culturally appropriated when she had that, you know, twerking era. I mean, these, these, and, these, and, for, and then afterwards, she's like, "No, I, I quit. I'm quit doing that." Ugh, I hate all this cultural appropriating bullshit. Look, if people grew up watching Michael Jackson or In Living Color or whatever, they grew up watching Michael Jackson. It became part of their culture, and so if they grew up imitating them and acting like them, and their songs sound similar to, and influenced by them. Even if they're like kind of like a homage to them, I don't find anything wrong with that, despite whatever race they might be. And I don't think anybody should. But I, I, that's just my perspective. Well, the thing is, I'm trying to point out. There's a difference when somebody is a fan of something, and are influenced by that. Then there's another side of it where people, ex, you know, will take that, make money from it, and and that you know at the same time but talk shit is, about it. This is how cultures evolve. We're always constantly evolving. You know what I mean? And so what. What we may think of as something that's black today will be just considered whatever in a hundred years. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just that's how things keep going. I don't know. I don't see what's wrong with with people adopting other people's culture, it, it, whether they're making money off of it or not. You know, like, yeah, I see yeah. a lot of people talk shit. I mean, like it's like when Eminem came out as a, the like the first big white rapper besides Vanilla Eyes, or, or you know, so. I, I, I feel I don't see what was wrong well, then wait, like, you know but, what I mean it, but don't it was you a think, cool thing don't you then. think there's a difference between Eminem and Vanilla Ice so there is a difference right yeah there is a difference well obviously there's quality right well, it, it, well, it's, it seemed like completely different genres of music really I mean Vanilla Ice was kind of more like an MC Hammer-ish whereas Eminem was like a like a Nas or AZ kind of style with his own crazy twist added to it you know what I mean? And so, I don't know. Like, Vanilla Ice, he was obviously just a pop star that was manufactured, right? I don't know his whole story, but... But that's that's the point I'm trying to make. There's artists who are not of the culture of whatever, like, let's say rap, mm -hmm. but yet, you know, they use it to get fame and to get money, and here claiming they're part of it when, when the fucker's, like, from some well, I guess rich it depends parents. On, I, I, where Eminem, he came from the streets of Detroit, and he really had to, had to make his way through, through the rap culture there. And really make a name for himself. Yeah. Well, uh, that's what the point I'm trying to make is there is differences. Yeah, but I guess it depends on how much you want to preserve uh, culture the way it is, how culturally conservative you are, I guess. Like, you don't want, like, say, uh, Gwen Stefani, she used to wear, like, chola looking clothes sometimes. Yeah. And I thought that was fucking awesome, right? As, like, somebody who grew up with, like, a cholo dad and stuff like this, like, I thought it was cool that she thought it was cool. You know what I mean? I thought she, I thought her liking my culture was cool, 
and her adopting it and introducing it to other people who might not otherwise look at it like that was cool and but i think as long as you pay you make sure to like if you're just trying to make if you're trying to act like you invented that then i can understand the people getting mad but if you're like yeah this is like because i grew up around here or i just enjoy their style and i wanted to adopt it I mean, I mean, there, there's nothing wrong with that. There's recently, the, the K- intent- Katy Perry got mad for this. I mean, she, she got shit for the same, similar thing where people were saying that she was stealing from Japanese culture for wearing, you know, kimonos and shit during her but shows. But what did the Japanese people have to say about it? Ja- they the Japanese it? people loved it. Yeah. But the people here in the States, some people, people thought she was culturally just in a competition to see who could be offended next. It's just like, it's like the cool thing to be nowadays. You know what I'm saying? And I feel bad for people who genuinely get mad. <laughs> like... I understand, right? I get it. And I'm not saying that I'm right or wrong. I just, from my perspective, I don't see any reason to get offended at stuff like that. You know what I mean? Just kind of, you could roll your eyes and hope that it's a trend that'll keep going away. Or I could, well, it, it, I guess it depends on which subject matter we're talking about. Because if we're talking like Elvis, say, taking rock and roll from black people. Yeah. Right? That's like maybe one of made the most famous cultural appropriation. I mean, even Eminem references that in you his could, songs. You could even argue the Beatles. Yeah, sure, but I mean, at the same time, it's that information, that type, that music, was still broadcasted to a much larger scale than it would have been, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And so, and now we all know what's what, what's up. Like we all know, okay, it came from black. So I guess it depends on who's in charge of history and who's got the information. Well, that's the thing, uh, which I forgot to mention when I was having this discussion uh, at this restaurant. Uh, with, with the people there was that I, I, I get it you know some sometimes it's a little cringeworthy or like oh okay like for example that I, I guess there was a college in the east coast where the softball players wanted to wear corn rolls they're all white girls wearing corn rolls mm-hmm. for, the, for the finals or some shit to look more intimidating uh, in which you know the, there was a backlash for it Okay, but did did Vikings used to have corn rolls and stuff like but, that? But did they have dreads? I mean, see, but, I imagine people. I understand it's. But, but, he, he, but hold on, let me finish. And and some and supposedly in quotes, the 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 community did not like that, so they told the coach to you know stop what they were doing, and they did, and they, they whatever. But the thing I'm trying to say is that who who are the gatekeepers of culture here? Like, I get it. There's a hierarchy of oppressed, and you know what I'm saying? And you can kind of tell where you fall in it, and whoever has more oppression is, like, they they outbeat you. You know what I'm saying? So if it's a guy and a woman, the woman beats him. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? It's just... I see what you're saying, but I I don't like where you're going. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess it just... I'm just saying, like... Like, I'm trying to say, who is policing these things? And what kind of, you know, to what degree... Are we punishing people for it, or 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 to what degree are we judging? Like, oh, all right, you're culturally appropriating. Therefore, you know what what's to be done. I guess it just depends on who's making the complaints and how much they're complaining. You know what I mean? If it's obviously the majority of the population does not like this thing that's going on, okay, fine. Like, that's how it goes. But if it's just a few people, a loud minority, I mean, we you got to take that into account. Like, how many people is this actually offending? Who you know what I mean? Is it actually is it offending people that it it's talking about, or is it just other people getting offended for other people? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It, it, I guess it depends on each situation. But I don't think that there's anything wrong with Bruno Mars saying, I mean, making songs that are influenced by, you know, black culture, or whatever. Because I mean, other countries do that too. You know what I mean? K-pop and all those, the J-pop and whatever. Mm-hmm. Everybody adopts each other's culture. We we like it, so we. 
we in, include it into our own and that's how it evolves and keeps going why would we want to just keep it as like this tribalism thing like oh you can't act like or dress like that because that's only only those people with that skin color can do that you know what I mean it's it seems ridiculous to me to me too but you know I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out uh, you know what is the the rationale to for people to police others like that where it's like oh you're wearing this which is part of my culture how dare you and like kind of this call out culture well I'm like well you know that's what it exactly call out culture that's what it is it's it's people just calling out because it makes them feel good about themselves I feel what really kind of fueled this fire was maybe the, the colleges you know where a lot of colleges have these like you know Mexican party nights you know what I'm saying yeah. and they dressed up like stereotypical Mexicans or or etc because mm-hmm. that's just fucked up like that's where she's like that's like no nah, that's, that's not I cool. still don't find that that bad to be honest really? with you no <laughs> I don't like I don't really, you got these, I really don't these white college girls dressing up as Mexicans and some of them acting like they're pregnant and shit like you don't find that offensive okay the pregnant thing fine but it's not untrue right <laughs> <laughs> look I, I just think that you know why I like a lot of Mexicans because we 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 don't get offended that often. At least the ones that I've been kicking it with my whole life, we don't. They don't get offended. They just if you if you say something offensive to them, they're gonna. It's like a competition. Who, let me try to out offensive you. You know what I mean? Like, it's. I don't know. I, I feel like most of this probably comes from like corporate culture, like the uh, the whole HR departments policing everything, and it kind of like bleeds into the schools, and then it kind of bleeds into culture, little by little. What do you mean? HR. The kind of the PC, uh, I mean, like the, the political correctness, making sure nobody gets sued, right? Yeah. That's like the big thing. It's just like, we just don't want to lose any money. Like, everybody be cool and don't say anything offensive. And but, then it kind of stems from there. I mean, I, I, I do think those are, those principles are in uh, workplace environments for a reason mm-hmm. and in school. But I think it's a different thing when you're in the arena of entertainment or when you're in the arena of creativity. Well, it, it, at that point... I mean, I mean, it's not like you're going around trying to offend people. It's like, as a comedian, the only opportunity you have to make an offensive joke is when you're performing, not when you're in the streets, you know, going up to people being like that. That's just being an asshole. Yeah. Okay. So if these kids are having a, uh, it was a, it was like a single de mile party though, right? It wasn't just like a Mexican party. It, it was like mm-hmm. a, they were going to like a single de mile event. Yeah. But and that's like what single de mile. Is, that's how it's celebrated, you know. People <laughs> drinking tequila, wearing sombreros. Like they just happen to live in somewhere where there's not a lot of Mexicans. But if they've lived in San Jose, nobody would say anything. You know what I'm saying? Like they'd be like, "Yeah, I'm hanging out with my Mexican friends tonight." But did they really need the, the fucking fiesta hats and the fucking fake mustaches? And I don't know. I I, I don't see why. I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't bother me at all. I just no. think it's funny or goofy or stupid, depending on what it is. You know, like it. it I think uh, I would roll my eyes at uh, like a like a white dude dressing up in uh, Black Panther like Wakanda gear, but I'd also think it's kind of charming because he's like, especially if he's doing it with no ill intent, he's just straight up nerdy and excited about this movie and this culture, and he thinks it's cool. Mm-hmm. Then I would like kind of chuckle to myself, but I'm not black, right? So I don't know. That's just my perspective as a Latino dude, but I can understand if somebody would get pissed off at that. But as long as the... I think the intent is the key, right? If somebody's mm-hmm. intending to offend you, yeah, then yeah, yeah, get offended. If it's more about ignorance, yeah. then 
just understand it if you get an opportunity to talk to them maybe like say something but uh, it, it, to me it does, there's no reason to get uh, mad about it or yeah. you know what I mean it's more just kind of like a okay here's a little if something really bothers you just think of it as a little problem you have to solve you know what I mean no but some people feel like they have to speak up for the other people some people feel like well well I gotta say something cause it cause I I, I, I gotta be you know represent all Mexicans here and call someone out yeah I, 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 don't please don't do that <laughs> I just uh. just shut your mouth and know your role jabroni you know what I mean that's how I whoa, feel about whoa, it whoa whoa know your role <laughs> hold on was, was that a micro a microaggression there <laughs> what do you mean by know your role no I'm just kidding I just wanted to say that but uh, no I think I, I think it's again I don't get offended at people getting offended either so if somebody's like I know that they're just they have good intent when they're trying to uh uh like speak up for their Mexican buddies or who are not there, right? Or whatever. If it's like a white guy defending something, I, I that's fine. You know what I mean? I I just don't like it when it starts ruining people's careers, you know what I mean, because of something they said on YouTube cuz I I noticed like YouTube is is censoring a lot of stuff lately. Mm-hmm. It's 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 starting to like invade our culture and it's starting to uh censor things it feels kind of something out of a dystopian novel where everybody has to be smiling and happy and uh not say anything's wrong you know and pretend like everything's fine and i just don't like i don't like that at all Mm. damn somebody's blowing up my phone i know jesus what's going on you got plans or something so i'm a little bit stoned right and uh (laughs) i finally told my dad that I smoked weed, and it was it was pretty nerve wracking. Well, you never knew. No. Oh shit. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't trip. He was like, "It's okay. I'm not ashamed of you." <laughs> you acting. You came out. You came out of the closet or something. It was very. It was like the closest thing I had to that. Because <laughs> I didn't really, you know, I didn't really smoke my whole life here and there, you know, but uh, but I was pretty much against it because I felt like it made people lazy or just lethargic. And because uh, they never wanted to go out with me when they were smoking weed, they're just like, "Yeah, let's just chill here and play video games." And I'm like, oh, "Come on!" So I was almost like against it. But then, uh, eventually, I started smoking it because it would help me go to sleep, right? And then I just started liking it, and mm-hmm. it felt like it helps me, you know, write and stuff like that sometimes. Um, so I didn't know how to like bring that up to my dad. Hmm. It was a little nerve wracking. Uh, um, my my brother's starting to smoke weed quite a bit. Kind of, it's kind of making my parents uncomfortable. Me, I don't care. I I, I know what it's all about. Still, I mean, it, it, depending how it's used, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. some people who overdo it can become lethargic. Can become like, uh, like uh, some people. I feel like it really helps. And then, to, and then to others, it could be self medicating. Yeah, you know, for a variety of reasons. It's a tool. Uh, well, just to like me. you know, when you call out somebody on cultural appropriation, you gotta look at the intention. Same thing with marijuana. You gotta yeah. see the intent of the use of the, of the, you know, of the drug. Yeah, I, I for me, I feel like it's a timing thing. Like what time of the day I do it mm. is important. All right, I want to talk to you about. Um, so, I'm sure you noticed this trend on streaming services like Netflix and others. There's a shitload of like stand-up specials coming out. Mm-hmm. And it really does feel like everybody's getting a fucking special these days. And I'm getting a little annoyed by it, aren't you? I don't even... I don't watch them. 
because I'm first of all I'm scared to watch stand up comedy because I don't want to either I don't want to be uh, accidentally stealing their jokes. Really, right? you believe that? Well, because that's happened to me before. I stole like a Chris Rock joke that I heard five years ago. I prefer to, if I'm gonna watch stand up, I want to see it live because I used to work at a comedy club. So I and I go to these mics all the time. So I enjoy seeing it live. I'd rather see it live. I but you know if it's like Dave Chappelle or something like that, I'll definitely check it out. But I don't. If somebody really recommends, like if I have a friend who's like, "Oh, you gotta see this guy," then I'll check it out. But I don't seek them out anymore, which is sad because I I used to love watching stand up all the time, and maybe I should again. But well, I just don't buy this this idea of like I don't watch specials because I don't want to take material from them. It's like, well, well, I don't I don't avoid them. I just uh, don't seek them out like I used to. I used to watch Friday night stand up on Comedy Central like every Friday. Yeah. Um, but then I I kind of just lost track because after I started doing comedy, uh. For, like for like the last six years I just kind of been I, I didn't want anybody else to influence how I was because I could already see other people already influencing me like I was but, I was trying hard to be Louis C.K. Bill Burr but already in our level don't you think that's giving ourselves too much credit you know to be going like oh I, I don't want to watch their shit cause I you know cause I got my own shit and it's like I enjoy you know like I enjoy we, watching we are nowhere of that caliber to even worry about you know that stuff it's a, it's a you gotta work on your shit you gotta learn watch others well you know it's like for instance when I watched Bo Burnham I was like oh man I, I, I really enjoyed his style and that I I don't know I kinda liked um See now, like I, I keep thinking of Bo Burnham type shit, and I'm like, I oh, know, don't do that, like, because that's already Bo Burnham. Like alternative comedy, a little bit. Yeah, like I'm intrigued by that now, and but I'm so, but I'm at the same time, I'm like, no, 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 that wasn't the path you were on. Don't, don't. I'm not gonna culture appropriate his, his exactly, comedy style. Exactly. Yeah. But, but 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 instead of you know looking at that way, <laughs> why not look at it as like, I mean, I I think it's possible to be influenced by Burnham. Though. So I'm and I'm definitely influenced by him now because but, but I, that's the thing. It's, it's you you take part of what you enjoy and you make it your own. That's like wouldn't that make sense instead of avoiding? Yeah, it Yeah, I guess that was basically the point that I was trying to make earlier. But I'm on the opposite end of it now, where I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> it turns around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I get it all now. But the reason I'm asking because I haven't noticed that they're even having a lot of comedy specials of like Latino, like Spanish speaking yeah, country uh, uh, specials, which I've seen a couple and not not impressed. Well, because but, I think, but, I... but 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 the thing I'm coining is here is we've seen this before, and that was in the early uh, late '80s. There was a comedy boom. Yeah, and then the bubble burst, and then it burst. So I was mm-hmm. thinking, well, do, does this signify there's a, a new comedy? Oh yeah, burst happening. Yeah, that's coming. I, I'm. You know, if I, I, I could see that happening, maybe. Um, I mean, especially now with like the Louis C.K. stuff and the other stuff, where people are taking a lot of comedians' jokes as statements and labeling them as certain things. I mean, besides Louis, that was a bad example because Louis C.K. definitely did some bad shit. But just, uh, I think there's more uh, attention being given to a lot of comics out there who are famous, and, and like, uh, and just looking for like controversy. You, uh, on their material you know what I really like besides comedy specials is I, I like following like laughfactory.com and checking out new comedians on there rather than like the ones that, that are already being pushed yeah like the up and coming I like seeing the, yeah, the up and coming guys who like nobody's heard of yet um, because they, they seem like dudes I would be hanging out with at the mics right they still seem like normal human beings they're not like superstars yet mm-hmm. um, but I like I was watching one on uh, Instagram and I was like, this is kind of a cool platform because it's just like a minute long joke. So it's just one bit. 
you know, and but it's enough to get a sense of that comedian. Mm-hmm. And it's fun because I'm just like at work bored, you know, checking out like, these stand up comics on Instagram. I don't know. I like I kind of liked it as a platform for comedy. Which is surprising, you know what I mean? It's another way to access us. Access. What the fuck am I trying to say here? It's a, it's it's a more convenient way to access comedy from your phone. Yeah, it's like it's it's almost like, yeah, like instead of a, a a joke going viral, it's like a bit going viral. But but this oversaturation of comedy, you feel there's a, a burst coming. Yeah, but I think it'll and then once it comes, it'll come back later again in a different form. You know what I mean? It'll be like virtual reality comedy. You know, I, f- I bet you that's going to be a thing. Hmm. Just like a feeling like you're right there in the audience. So it's the best of both. You know, you feel like it's live performance, but at the same time, it's not. It's on your phone and you're plugged into it or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think that that could be another boom later on. I don't know. But I, I'm not worried about it because I feel like stand-up comedy is going to be there a long time. It's going to be like one of the last things robots are not going to be able to take from us. I don't know. There is a stand-up comedy robot. Have you, have you seen it? No. Yeah, I'm serious. There's but, a robot that performs stand-up. Uh, and the way they do is they feed jokes into it. And then they give it an algorithm to read the crowd, like, which jokes they're responding to. I think those would... Yeah, I could see those, I mean, like... they were hack... It was I, hack material, don't get me wrong. I could but. see those replacing, like... Hmm, maybe, like, cruise line comics. You know what I mean? They have, like, some... Corporate gigs. Places where you make actual money with comedy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> but I mean, people like Louis C.K. It's the, the, you're, we're basically we want funny philosophers. That's what the best ones are, right? Like Bill Hicks, Louis C.K., Richard Pryor. Like we want their perspective on life. Yeah, you know, and it's in real time. It's what we're going through at the moment. But don't you think that's a? Because you're right. I think right now with the, like let's say like Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, uh, or and these we're, we're, people are kind of looking at them as as the spokesman of like looking at the world it's like this is how things are especially with the you know the TV programs like uh, the Daily Show it's like people are looking to comedians to you know to take in like uh, I guess uh, news and and just like uh, what's happening with the world kind of shit right yeah the jesters are the only ones who get to but talk do, shit to the king do you think though that that could be detrimental uh, when th- there's this uh, uh Assumption that to be a comic you need to be that way, because whatever, because it's like oh yeah, no, no, I understand what you're saying. You know so, what I'm saying? Like if you're just like a, a a quirky guy who doesn't have much to talk about, yeah. But even then, uh, that's still that's just like we, we don't always listen to music for the lyrics, right? Sometimes we just listen to just just the beat or whatever, you know, just just a uh, just somebody playing the guitar and that's it. So I feel like those guys are that too. So we're not necessarily getting all the details of their life philosophy, but we could feel it through their humor and comedy. You know what I'm saying? So you could kind of tell this guy's got a chill vibe and he doesn't let shit bother him, even though he's not talking about anything political or any, you know anything personal. He's just being quirky. You're like, you could tell it's like you're getting a little look into their that slice of their brain. And mm-hmm. so I feel like that's still that's still something I don't want to. I don't think that could be replaced by a computer, but I could be wrong. You never know. Because if it's something that where you can't even tell the difference now, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's because to me, I still enjoy movies that use practical sets. You know, I know. I, I, it's way more. It's it's way <laughs> it's more funny. interesting to me than watching a CGI. Yeah. 
We, we went to Black Panther, and the first complaint you had was like, I didn't enjoy the green screen. Yeah, it was throwing me it's off, like, man. What can they do, man? Because there's a huge <laughs> difference between Lawrence of Arabia and like Black yeah. Panther. They're, like, yeah, yeah. It's not that Black Panther looked bad. It's just that it feels like everything was on a stage. It didn't feel like they were actually in Africa. I know they weren't. But it, and I understand, you know, they got the cost of the movie to all that, but I just miss the way movies used to be made when you'd have to like go on set somewhere Hmm. on location, I mean, somewhere in the middle of Africa. That would have been dope, you know what I mean? But it's shot in like some studio in Hollywood. Hmm. And so I think that I would have that same feeling of hearing a joke from an algorithm. You know, it's like, it's that this is no, the, the, the thing about standard comedy is that you're connecting with somebody's mind, their ideas, but you're just as a spectator. You're not like exchanging information. You're just kind of getting a little view into their view of the world. As an audience member? Yeah. So okay. you're connecting with the human being. You know? So if it's a... I think that it, they'll, still be, they'll still have things that can make you laugh, but I think people will still seek out stand-up comedians in the same way people seek out poets or whatever it is they're into. You know? Because it's kind of like uh, you like connecting with somebody on that level mm. just because we have but here's the thing though you you may see the thing is when someone seeks out a com- comedian they don't really seek them out because of the personality they seek them out because they want to they want to laugh at at a joke so if they seek you out and you don't deliver it's like uh you know you didn't deliver well you always got to be funny right well that's what i'm saying but i, 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 I mean i guess it depends on how you look at comedy and what I, you're coming I mean, comedy for. would you say that humor kind of also evolves with, with the culture of its times? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Of what's funny in the 70s may not be funny now, and etc. I think some things are always going to be funny. Like, farts are always going to be funny. You know oh, what I mean? Sure. Falling down, somebody falling down is always going to be funny. Like, yeah. there's certain things that are just innate in our human well, it's nature probably to the laugh first at. form of humor was we'll just seeing someone fall while they're chasing a mammoth or something. Well, when we're laughing at something, we're not laughing at... We're relating to the content, but we're laughing at the structure of the joke and how it's thrown at us, right? Mm-hmm. So it's something that takes you off course, and you're like, oh, oh, it's that it's the act of it taking off course that makes you chuckle, right? right? But the content of what you're talking about, that's just to keep your interest along the way, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that machines and stuff like that, I forgot where I was going with that, to be honest with you. I guess you're, you're going to... You were going towards AI becoming uh, comedians. Yeah, so if AI because they're, they're, I mean, they're probably there's probably already a lot. I mean, we already read articles that are written by computers, right? Like they just kind of sum up something, and it feels it's it feels like you're reading somebody, uh, some journalist's article, but it's actually written by a computer. Have you ever read those? Was it fake? Is that fake news that everybody's talking about? No, 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 no. They're like, more like uh, they do. They're like bots that do a summary of. of of the news and yeah, yeah. It, so instead of hiring a reporter they just have like this robot doing that mm-hmm. um, so I, I can imagine I can definitely see that happening with a lot of uh, like I could see a, a AI meme generator like it gets what human beings would think is funny and so it just generates memes countlessly like an Instagram account that does it automatically it, like it, it can kind of it knows what to mix together to make people laugh mm-hmm. but stand up comedy I mean in the same way that people still go watch an acoustic set at, at a cafe because they there's something different about seeing something live you know what I mean rather than just hearing like a a, a beat generated by a computer mm-hmm. um, but I don't I could be completely wrong I don't know what the future they could holograms could replace everything <laughs> you know we could have Tupac 
in our apartment entertaining us like uh <laughs> you know what i mean like you know what would be cool what have you seen that movie her oh you're gonna kill me no I haven't. you haven't seen her <laughs> oh, okay kill. and i'm a big fan of spike jones you know yeah it's pretty cool i liked it i liked it a lot uh-huh. uh i remember what, yeah it was just dope i liked it a lot of people they are turned off by it but and then also in the, you seen Blade Runner twenty forty nine right? So they have. Oh, you're gonna kill me! No, I haven't. <laughs> oh, you haven't? <laughs> I'm busy, man. I get it. It's fine. I'm busy. Well, in both movies, they have like these artificial girlfriends, right? These AI girlfriends. Yeah. Uh, in her, it's just a voice. Uh huh. And um, in twenty forty nine, it's like a hologram, and I thought that that would be cool if they made a futuristic "I Dream of Genie." Where instead of a genie, it's just like an AI program like that looks like a genie, and she like, you know, she's basically like his maid, but he falls in love with it. You know what I'm talking about? I feel like that'd be a cool okay. way to introduce "I Dream of Genie." Wouldn't into that movies. also change the way we do re- reproduction? If we're getting emotional connected with uh, something that's sentient and not human, uh, what would be the point of you know seeking out uh, organic humans to procreate and shit? Or to fall in love with. That's true. Humans are in competition with so, AI as well. <laughs> like when it comes to love, too, because stand-up comedians might get replaced by a computer mm-hmm. algorithm, and so might like actual human relationships. Like you'll just be able to build your own they perfect. Crack the code of love, and they utilize it. And I get. I mean, the point I'm trying to make is if we get these artificial artificial girlfriends or artificial boyfriends to be emotionally connected with right mm-hmm. what is the point of procreating with actual humans I mean I think one of the theories I have with love the, the reason why it's important to have emo- emotional connection is is to choose our partners I feel good being around this person this person you know understands me this person's nice you know kind of this evolutionary uh, thing it's like that's how people seek out partners. Now, if you have a robot that's your girlfriend and she has all those needs, mm-hmm. even physical needs, you know, we I guess you could screw it. Like, wouldn't that like, like almost like uh, wipe out the human race? Um, well, unless we do test two babies, but at the same time, wouldn't we have an existential crisis of what, what it means to even be a human? Because for hundreds, since the beginning of mankind, the point of being a human is to experience life and procreate and pass on your, your history, legacy, and genes. But all that could be undone when you're just fucking a robot. I think that it'll be a nice option. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but people are still going to be fucking each other. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't know. Really? I think that maybe it'll be like a nice three-way thing going on where you're like, hey, like, you want to use my AI robot girlfriend to... Uh... That's, that's going to be a... F- <laughs> right? She probably slapped the shit out of you. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like... um, it, Because at that point, the robot is just a reflection of yourself, right? It's just like your own fantasy in real life. So we'll become a narcissistic uh, society, falling are, in love are, with ourselves. We already are. It's just the natural evolution of what we already... I mean, look at... I... I make love to my laptop. Do you understand me? I, Your me laptop, my laptop is our girlfriend. My, oh my no, I miss my ex laptop, dude. My ex laptop was much better than this current laptop that I got going on. Yeah, this yeah. this current laptop's a bitch. She never like she's constantly crashing on me and oh she's, man, ugh. But my ex laptop, dude, I still think about her. I, I feel the same way about my ex car. You know, she, she <laughs> fulfilled. I feel fulfilled around my ex car. Yeah, she was amazing. She, although you know, she she was testy sometimes. She wouldn't run, 
but you know but then I just got this new one and it was younger and Asian and I'm like uh, I'm still trying to get used to this new car <laughs> but but I guess what I guess what you're saying but again I I'm a, I'm a little worried of the idea of especially men because it's a lot of men who are seeking out these new technologies with these robots it's like I do feel that not only is it going to affect the way we procreate, but it's also going to affect the the way we emotionally connect with others. I do feel there'll be a point where we'll be very apathetic, you know, and it's like we won't really, you know, take account other people's, I don't know. Uh, uh, well, at what point are we talking about? Are we talking about when AI is completely indistinguishable from human beings? It's like complete. Yeah, sure. Yeah. At that point, would you consider it a, like a living thing? Does it have a mind of its own? What well, isn't that the point of so AI? You do, so you, well, I mean, like <laughs> that it, it has a mind of its own that it could learn from on its own. So this girl that you've created, she can leave you theoretically. Like she just stops liking. <sighs> that you. would suck, right? <laughs> that's what oh, ha- Ooh, I don't want to, never mind. Yeah. But uh, what is something happened to you? No, 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 no. Uh, but uh, but if that's the case, then it's, it is. You're just. You're you're falling in love with. Uh, I mean, you didn't create it, right? I mean, it is a reflection of what you are into. It's kind of like in Total Recall when he, yeah. when he builds like his perfect woman. Yeah. And if that's all in his dream, then he's really just falling in love with his own imagination. He's not really falling in love with a person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I guess I don't know. That's a hard question. I think. I mean, I enjoy my laptop, but I still want a girlfriend too. You know what I'm saying? Or you can't have your cake and eat it as well. You can, eventually, there'll be a point where you're going to have to choose. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. And vice versa. Do you, if a woman had an option to have a AI who who actually you know pays attention to her needs and stuff, do we really think she wants to be around you? You know what? I think you're right. I think that, to be honest, I think that in the future, nobody's going to be having kids. Like We're going to reduce the population down it's going to be we're basically going to be on autopilot mm-hmm. we're just going to be kind of a, we're probably just going to be on our own little VR worlds like the Matrix I think that's the inevitable future live in a, a simulation or we'll just be uploaded into one mm-hmm. I think that's what all these movies are about because that's probably what's going to happen you know it's some variation of that mm. I think we're creating another universe to like go into mm. you know Interesting. We're, now, we're birthing a whole other universe within our own, like with computers. What What do you think motivated the human race to do this? To seek out uh, better versions of our race, of our of our humankind race? Because we're always moving forward. We're always trying to, you know, evolve. Everything moves forward. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like the Tower of Babel, right? We're always trying to like build like a uh, stairway to heaven. Right. And this is what AI. This is what like the singularity will be. Mm. When once we reach that, if that happens, we we'll probably just blow ourselves up before that happens. <laughs> uh, that could be true. That could be true. Uh, talking about technologies, uh, you you have a car now, right? Mm-hmm. But you, you used to Uber, didn't you? No. Really, you, you never got into that. No. Never. But you've been in Uber, right? You know how I've been. I've been in Uber, yeah, but I never had the app. I'm thinking about getting it. That how, that. How come you didn't bother? Um. I just, I think, I don't know. I had a car. I I don't know. I just Well, to a lot of people, you know, they do use Uber. Uber is very convenient. 
Or not just Uber, Lyft as well and all these other services. You know why? I didn't have a checking account for a long time. I only had a savings account. Because <laughs> I don't really like checking accounts, but it's like impossible to live without one now. You need one. What, what I you know mean? you need one. That's what I don't like. I don't like needing a you fucking check account. Yeah, but I just, I, I don't, I just enjoyed using cash. And if Uber I, would just I take I cash, was old fashioned. dude, I like using cash, man. I don't all like those just, germs and shit. Every time I got to take, every it. time I got to like use the ATM, it's like three dollars. Yeah, a service charge. I just, I don't, I don't like. I want hard, cold hard cash, but I know that's that's they're taking that away from us. Oh, we're going to Bitcoin now, pretty yeah, soon. Problem, yeah. But the reason I'm asking about you know Uber, because uh, uh, something in news came up that a drunk man got an Uber. And the and the pretty much he was living in his college town, and he doesn't remember much. But all he remembers for some reason falling asleep, and the Uber driver actually drove him all the way to his family's house, which is about three hundred miles away, <laughs> and billed him for a thousand six hundred thirty-five dollars. Well. Did, is that where the guy told him to go? No, no. The the guy just drunk. He just got in the Uber, and somehow on his phone he must have said home, and it, the phone did itself. I guess must have suggested. I, I guess the driver was probably being cheeky, right? He could have woken him up and be like, "Hey, is, are you sure you want me to go this far?" But he was like, "Oh fuck it, I'm, no, technically I, I, he's gonna owe me this money." I think the driver knew what the fuck he was doing. Yeah, and it, yeah. to make it worse, it was during a time where it was, it was surge pricing. Oh, so it was like doubled the the original amount. And I'm like, you know what? For th- if a driver was gonna drive for 300 miles, he knew what he was doing. He knew he was exploiting. How this far kid. is 300 miles from here? Like Fresno? Uh, farther than Fresno, maybe. Really? Okay. Yeah, but around that area, yeah. Right, because LA. Wait, hold on. LA is what? Five hundred? I don't know. Five hundred, six hundred miles. Five hundred. Just look it up. Distance. But yeah, that that driver was a dick. <laughs> he could have just fucking woken him up. He knew what he was doing. Um, I can't wait for self-driving cars. I know everybody's all scared oh, of them. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, you're right. The distance between SF to LA is about 381 miles. Well, I was saying from here to Fresno, so I was kind of off. Yeah. That's only like 200 miles or something. So if an Uber driver in San Francisco, if someone says, hey, if it says a drunk person's phone says that his house lives in LA for you to drive over there would you really do it like come on no yeah that guy was just taking advantage of the situation that's why we need self-driving cars oh no self-driving cars would make that the self-driving car would have driven into the ocean that's true I I take that back (laughs) self-driving cars would have actually done that and been justified because it was just programmed to do what it was told that guy at least had an option of like being like hey hey buddy uh, wake up yeah yeah but at some point do you think he's at fault for, for being drunk and was the guy passed out, or was the guy just drunkenly telling him to take him home? Uh, he assumes. He, well, right now, the guy assumes that he, you know that the driver looked in his phone uh, to complete you know the destination because the guy. So only, he picked up the other guy's phone. No, so he picked up the guy. The guy's drunk, and all he remembers is getting in the car, and then he passes out. He 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 falling asleep, mm. and then from there he, he thinks that the driver. You know, to complete the you know the whole thing of like where does he want to be, where does he want me to drop him off? He looked at home. He he looked at the phone. Probably pressed the thing that said home, which gave him the address that was three hundred miles away. He was like, you know what? Fuck it. 
drops. <laughs> just dro- <laughs> drove him all the way over there. I don't know. I mean, technically, he didn't do anything wrong, but it, he was a dick for doing that. Mm-hmm. What do you think of self-driving cars? Uh, we had this discussion with um, with Ryan for his segment uh, for Science and Tech, Weird New World. And we got into a heated argument towards the end. Uh, um, was it really heated? Yeah. Well, kind of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to hear it now. Okay. And actually, we were we were talking about self automated cars uh, that, that you know used for like bus transportation. I'm that kind of forward as far as for safety, but I'm just worried on the ramifications they'll have in people in the economy as far as people you know losing jobs and also a part of me is also a little nervous about people using you know losing some skills I that, that, that driving provides my dad's a truck driver so yeah. I was thinking about that too I was like wow his his time is up when it comes to this and like well by the time he I, but when do you think that'll be uh, prevalent because it's certain there's going to be a bunch Pretty of them on the soon. road but do you think it'll be like 10 years before it's like the majority of trucks on the road? Yeah. I think about 10, 10 years is a pretty, pretty good range. Yeah. I mean, so he got it. He was like the last generation of truckers. <laughs> I mean, there are some shitty drivers out there. I wouldn't mind you know, having more self-driving cars. But again, it's like I, I do get a little worried of how far it can go. Oh, I'm terrified of the future, to be honest with you. I, I don't see any... Really? I thought I was the only guy here that was afraid of the future. I thought no. you were like all for it. No, I try to stay optimistic. But if if I'm putting my money on something, yeah, I'm going straight. Brave new world for the rich, 1984 for the poor. Oh, uh, nothing's gonna change. Fahrenheit they... four. What is it? Fifty two or four? What is it? Ninety one. I, I forgot what number. That. <laughs> oh, there's a new movie coming out about that. Oh yeah, with Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's where we're headed. But you know, I feel like if we survive, if we don't blow ourselves up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everything kind of happens in like a cycle and then we'll come back and we'll have another golden era we'll probably all be plugged into the matrix by then <laughs> alright I don't know I don't know what the NWO has planned for us <laughs> alright here's something else that happened in the news the sinus teacher in Idaho uh, <laughs> this is kind of fucked up but it's a little funny it's fucked up though uh, he reportedly fed a puppy to a snapping turtle in front of his students oh Jesus why <laughs> To like, teach him how life worked in nature, Why a I guess. puppy of all things? Uh, but yeah, a, a, a junior high biology teacher uh, in East Rock, uh, uh, he's under investigation uh, for feeding a puppy to a snapping turtle. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, how small did the puppy have to be? It had to be like oh. almost a newborn, really. I mean, I wouldn't imagine you'll, you know. Was he, a, is he American? Or was he yeah, from here? Yeah. Mer- Idaho, it, dude. Come on. Well, I don't know. Like, maybe he's from a different country. That's not, like, a big deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's a full red blooded American Idaho. Is he a little teacher. off? Is he a little crazy? I don't know. That might make sense. I don't sense. know the guy. Jesus. Maybe he went a little bonkers there. But it, 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 maybe it, he's a sadistic fuck and he just wanted to get off doing that. He didn't think he was going to get in trouble. It reminded me of my science teacher in, in elementary school. You had a science teacher. And he had a snapping turtle in class. It was it was in a. Whenever I think of snapping turtles, I think of Ninja Turtles too. Secret of the Ooze. They look scary. Have you seen one? Yeah. Close? They're pretty scary looking. And um, and he warned us to not not get near it. Not get near it. It snaps at you, right? Uh, I don't <laughs> think I ever saw it actually snap. It was just chilling in its you know container. Uh, uh, and they they get pretty big too. 
I, you know what I wish existed? Ginormous turtles that we could ride around on. Like, I know there's really big ones that, like, kids could ride around on. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, that would be, I don't know. If, if, if we're going to be genetically modifying things, bringing, like, back dinosaurs and stuff, let's get giant turtles. I think that'd be funny. Well, there's talks to even uh, start mixing the genes and splicing uh, humans and animals together. So you get, like, hybrids. Like, in the, have you ever watched Batman Beyond? Uh, the TV show? The cartoon? The cartoon, yeah. They used to do vaguely, that. Vaguely, I have vague memories of it. I think they called it splicing? I can't remember. But it was like, they'd give you, like, cat eyes and shit mm. like that. I think that, that yeah, I could see that happening because everybody's really getting into that whole, like, furry shit. I could see, like, a bunch of nerds, like, adding tells to themselves. and Like, we're at the beginning stages of that. But then I, I figure, and, and eventually, if we're, if we're all actually going to plug our minds into the Matrix, then you could just build whatever type of avatar you want, right? Mm-hmm. So you could identify. That's why I think this whole identity politics thing is, is this is like the start of people identifying as like something within their own virtual world. You know what I mean? So it doesn't matter what they were born as; they'll see themselves as Lo the 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 destroyer in their this cr- world that they created. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I'm following. I could kind of see, like, I, I I could kind of see the argument for that when it when if that's where we're headed, you know what I mean? But it's an interesting subject. I find it fascinating because I I've been following. You know, I followed Jordan Peterson and like that whole like situation he had going on with Bill C sixteen in Canada, mm-hmm. and it's like I was like okay because I grew up in liberal Bay Area, right? Sure. So we're very you know open minded about things. We're usually like pretty progressive. Um, so I kind of grew up in that. But when I listen to the other side, it's interesting, too, because I go, okay, cause so he, he was against it being, like, in the law, like, written in law, like, what you're supposed to say. Yeah. Because then that kind of starts taking away free speech, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, in, it's an interesting perspective to look at both sides. But if we're headed towards, like, a, a matrix world where you could just be whatever the fuck you want to be, then it doesn't matter what you are he- here in this world. It's more about what your mind is, Right. Right, right, yeah. And your mind just kind of occupies this physical body. I don't know. It gets real real weird, man, the more I think about it. Hmm. Well, VCP, we reached the hour mark. <laughs> dude, thank you for coming. Thanks for thank having you, me, Thank you for covering, and thank you for like, I, talking I, to me. I hope I don't sound too stupid on this one. I do, I, <laughs> come on. You're on the JMS podcast, all right? We all sound a little stupid. Okay. But, uh, dude, uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I hope it was fun. Was it fun? It was fun. It was. It was. I, I enjoyed this. I wish it was longer. Yeah. I feel like I just start getting, start getting deep there. I was like, <laughs> let's keep going, man. It's Joe Rogan. This shit. <laughs> all right. All three right. hour. All right, man. See you. See you around. All right, dude. that's it for this week have a great sunday have a great rest of your week i hope you guys tune in for next week we have we should have another great guest and uh friendly reminder you can support the podcast by sub- donating on patreon just head on over to the patreon website and search for jms podcast any little bit counts and don't forget to follow the jms podcast on social media on twitter instagram and on facebook Alright, take care everybody, take it easy, and try to stay dry. We've been having some showers lately. So, sayonara.